You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sobriety. It's me, Ari. Um, I had a horrible week last week. I don't know. Listen, you know, at the risk of sounding like every other white girl in L.A., you know, Mercury is in retrograde. And there was an eclipse and something else and just everyone seems to have had a really bad week and um, I am no exception. I managed to lock myself out of my own room. I live in an apartment and my bedroom has a lock on the doorknob that apparently there's no key to. I've lived here for almost four years. I've never done this before in my entire life, but for some reason... I, as I was walking out of my room, I just turned the lock and closed the door and locked myself out. And you know when you can feel yourself doing something, but the action is already in motion and it's too late? And it's like, I know instantly every time I lock myself out, it's that moment as you're closing the door that your keys are on the table and like it like flashes in your eyes. Like, you know, it's like a that's so Raven moment. And you're like, oh my God, the keys, the keys. I see them, but it's too late because you're already like shutting it and you can't undo it. Yeah. That was my week. That was how my week pretty much started off. So that was pretty annoying. I had to, I I tried like breaking in, um, but breaking into locked rooms is not a specialty of mine. So I had to call a locksmith who for $99 broke into my room. So I just felt really, really mad at myself, really mad at myself. Put a bad taste in my mouth all week. Then I was PMSing, and uh, then I got all up in arms about Caitlin Bristow and got on my soapbox on Instagram, which I'm sure was annoying to many people. Um, I was just off this week. It wasn't a great week. I was grumpy and tired and not my best self, and that's fine, because if I was my best self all the time, I wouldn't be doing this podcast because I would be like a perfect angel who never needed to get sober anyway because I would have pristine mental health. I would have never self-medicated with alcohol and would never have struggled and I would just be floating in some other dimension where perfect people are, aka a non-existent world because humans are inherently flawed. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. For those who don't follow me on Instagram, blessings to you, that's probably the better choice. I... I really abuse my IG story privileges. It's the YouTuber kid in me. It's the shameless baby vlogger that never really died. You know, I stopped posting on YouTube, but that 12-year-old inside me that said, we're going to be a star online, baby, never really went away, you know? Just let's put all of our thoughts into the World Wide Web at all time, baby. It's my blessing and my curse. It's my strength and my weakness. Uh, Can you even imagine how obnoxious I would be if I were born in this generation growing up with social media? (laughs) Like I was straight up wanting to be a famous YouTuber back in 2007 when we didn't even know that was going to be a real thing. I don't know. Just always like talking to a camera. What does that say about me? I don't know. That's for a different that's for a different podcast episode. I digress. Anyway, last week I went a little ham on IG on Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin Bristow is a former bachelorette, big figure in Bachelor Nation, very successful, one Dancing with the Stars, you know, has so many ventures, probably one of the more successful people to come out of Bachelor Nation. Now, let me say, I was a very, very big Caitlyn fan. She used to be like my favorite bachelorette, loved her on the show, listened to the podcast Off the Vine when it first started. And I just, you know, generally just liked her. I thought she was funny. You know, she's just, I, I liked her. I liked her. I stopped listening to the podcast somewhere along the way because I just 
wasn't really enjoying it that much, um, which, hey, that's okay. We we aren't for everyone. Our likes can change. That's totally fine. It's not a reflection on her as a person. I just wasn't really enjoying it. And one thing that I clocked that was bothering me was she was doing a lot of drunk dial segments and then live podcasts where it seemed like she was intoxicated and interrupting people a lot. And, you know, I think and I wasn't even sober then. But it's interesting because I had a strong reaction to it and some of her social media content. So I just started unfollowing her and, um, you know, just was like, okay, you know, this is someone I I liked. I don't really vibe with her anymore. And that's okay. Let me say, I know that I'm not for everybody. I am plenty annoying in my own right. I get it. We all like different people, different things. It's okay. We don't all have to like the same thing. But I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole looking at some of Caitlyn's social media and just knowing things about the way she presents um, an image, let's say. And listen, like I said, I had the lock, the getting the locked out of my room, uh, the PMSing, the feeling like I just had a really shitty week that it just kind of all was bubbling up and I was just feeling really grumpy and I posted a lot of Instagram stories basically, you know, calling her out for things that were bothering me and listen, if I had been in a better headspace, maybe I wouldn't have done it, but I did do it and I don't regret it because I do think it's an important thing to talk about. I think where I went wrong is I got a little bit more sassy than having empathy and um, that's something, you know, that's 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 something that I have really found, especially in my own recovery, is trying to have radical empathy for everyone. But guess what? That's not possible. Again, I, if we were all perfect humans, then sure, we would be nice to everybody all the time and we would all understand each other 100% of the time. But that's not what life is. We all have different opinions. We all take things different way. Different things trigger us. So... Yes, I was probably a little sassier than I needed to be, but I'm human. And I think I just felt overwhelmed because Caitlin is not the only person to do this. Caitlin is not the only person in Bachelor Nation that does this. Caitlin is not the only public figure to present a, a, a potentially dangerous image of drinking. She's not unique in that. Um, we as a society do that. That's a societal issue. Caitlin just happened to be the person that I saw. And as I went down my rabbit hole and I just saw more and more of her content that was based around sort of the humor and blackout drinking and normalizing uh, binge drinking and the glamorization of being kind of this like hot mess who drinks too much and sort of this whole kind of caricature that I think she leans into. And I'm not saying that that is who she is as a person. That's simply the image that she portrays online. You know, it upset me because she has nearly two million followers. And I think part of the reason I had such a strong reaction is because I used to, in smaller ways, do that. I used to do a lot of YouTube videos where I'd be like, I get drunk and dye my hair. I get drunk and watch Fifty Shades of Grey. I get drunk and blah, blah, blah. And it was a way to take this thing that was actually very painful and was becoming an issue and was starting to disrupt and hurt my life in numerous ways. Instead, 
if I made it a funny thing, if I made it a relatable thing, if I made it just this, oh my gosh, <laughs> I look at me, <laughs> I just got drunk, whoopsie, haha, <laughs> hilarious, look, I'm so authentic, I'm so relatable, isn't it so silly to watch someone just be a mess and torpedo their own life? Um, I participated in that, and that is a very common image that we put out there, and I think it's dangerous in numerous ways. It's dangerous because it normalizes this behavior. And then it's also dangerous, too, because when you are sober or you are in recovery, I think there is this idea that you are not fun anymore and you are the social pariah and you are the weirdo and you're no longer relatable because that's what everybody actually does. Oh, getting like fucked up at the bar and blacking out and sending embarrassing messages. Those things are actually really painful and really shitty if you if you do them all the time. Listen, probably the average person is going to have a hangover and is going to have some sort of alcohol-related story. That doesn't inherently mean you have an issue or that alcohol is ruining your life. But when it is, and that is something you're doing all the time, and those things are actually incredibly painful and damaging, having them presented in a way that that's normal and that's fun and that's living your life and that's being in your 20s, then when you are the person who is in recovery, you are getting sober, you're sober curious, you're trying, and it's hard. And it's just so hard in so many ways. And then you have to see that image. That's normal. And you're the weirdo. It It's further, it feels further isolating, it feels painful, and it's, it's just, it sucks. Like, I wish I had a better way to describe it other than to say it sucks. I also want to make it really clear that I don't think we need to portray we need to always have these perfect responsible images online, obviously. I still enjoy hearing a drunk story from my friend. I can still laugh at a TikTok where someone, you know, describes some really messy night out. I think we are, uh, as I have said, and I will say over and over again in this podcast, we are imperfect beings. And those Messy things do make us human and do connect us to each other. And I and I do I do like that. And I do like seeing especially part of the reason I feel like I love TikTok so much is I love the way people use TikToks for it. It'll be like the most horrific trauma and it's done in this like comedic way. And I mean, that's really what, you know, comedy is. It's you know, tragedy plus time. And I think that's how we cope. That's how we survive. All of those things are wonderful and necessary. And I guess with Caitlin, what really sort of just upset me, and again, I don't mean to tunnel in on her, but it was just there's just so much content about being drunk and it being presented as a funny, relatable thing. And um, and let me make this clear. My mom works in the wine industry. My parents love to go to wineries. Like, I worked in a winery. I have many friends and many people I love who love wine, and I understand I used to really love it too. It's the consistency of it, and it's the repeated putting out this image, this caricature of the hot mess who is blacked out, and um, I don't know. It just really rubs me the wrong way, and I'll just be honest, and I, I think that... It it's maybe not fair of me to be like singling her out. And um, but but the, I just kind of wanted to explain a little bit more kind of where my mind was when I was posting those things. And, um, you know, this is a podcast where I 
hope I'm always growing and figuring things out and becoming better. And um, one thing I try to do, try being the operative word, is when someone or something bothers me, I do look inward and ask myself, is this reflecting something in me that I don't like or I don't want to see now? It's not always the case. You can sometimes straight up just dislike shit without it being deeper than that. But I do try to practice that. Maybe not in the moment. Sometimes it comes later. Uh, and I can have my heated rants, but especially if someone is just bugging me and I can't vocalize it or it doesn't seem obvious, I, I will try to look at it and see where it's coming from. And I think sometimes I see some of Caitlin's stuff and I see the comments and I see everyone saying this is hilarious and I see her getting applauded for things. And if I'm being if I'm really digging in, I think that there might be this like reptilian part of me that feels jealous, that feels jealous that she gets to post something about being drunk and she gets to post something funny and she gets to make a joke about about an activity or behavior that lost me friends, that 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 lost me money, that fucked up my mental health for a long time. And I think I almost get this jealousy that I see her doing it, whether this is true or not. This is simply the image I'm, I, 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 that's portrayed. I get to see her do it, and there are no consequences. And she is just applauded, and people think she's funny, and people say it's relatable. There's an envious part of me that goes, that's not fair. But my sobriety has nothing to do with anybody else. And most of the time, I know that. And I am so happy that I'm sober. Every day I am happy that I'm sober. Then the moments where I've wanted to have a drink are so few and far between. I, I really do not miss it. But I think that that was probably something that was triggering me in her posts and seeing it and seeing how she gets to quote unquote live a normal life. Again, normal being like this is what we as a society have deemed normal. She gets to be fun and I have to be serious. She gets to have a wild, rowdy night and I have to think about things that I've done or said that can't ever be undone. I also think some of the stuff she posts is just cringy. And that's my prerogative. That is my right as an American citizen, just as it is yours, listener, to think my content is cringy, to think I have my cringy moments. Maybe I reckon my cringe recognizes and sees the cringe in her. And maybe that's really where this all comes from. I think it's a complicated topic. I think it's one we will talk about time and time again, about the ways alcohol and um, binge drinking and um, our relationships with alcohol and substances are portrayed and what we what we call normal and what we demonize and what we punish people for. And I think that it's complicated and it's not black and white. And um that was just kind of how I was feeling about Caitlin Bristow's stuff. And, um, you know, nothing personal, KB. You're welcome on sobriety anytime. Well, it's time for... It's something that made me happy this week. It's my pink cloud of sobriety. Well, the best way to turn around a crappy week... For me, is usually with television <laughs> because I love TV. And one of my favorite shows, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love that show so, so deeply. I ha literally have a Buffy tattoo. I've talked about it. I will talk about it time and time again. If you don't like Buffy, 
and if you have some sort of like thing where you're like, oh, every time I hear the word Buffy, I, won't, I don't like it, then I might be triggering to you. It's important to know these things, right? We're not for everybody. I love Buffy. And the exciting news for me, my roommates are watching Buffy for the first time with me. It's like uh, Christmas, New Year's, my birthday, um, Y2K. I was alive during Y2K, but I was little. What were we afraid of? That the computers were going to burst? What What was the deal with that? Why was that so frightening? Like a computer monster was going to come? Hey, hey, speaking of demons on, on the internet, there is an episode in Buffy season one where Willow starts talking to a guy online and it turns out to be a demon. Was that what, was that Y2K? Was that what we thought was going to happen? Anyway, um... It's so lovely. I've been really afraid for one of my roommates to watch it because she and I are really close. She's one of my best friends. And I just didn't know if she was going to like it. And you know when something is so special to you, so personal to you, so and it just holds such a special place in your heart that the idea of someone not liking it, it, it you know, it, it hurts. So I kind of, I never pushed the idea of us watching it because I just didn't want to face rejection if she didn't like Buffy. But both of my roommates are loving it. We're already on season two. And um, it's just so nice. It's so nice to do a rewatch and have other people experience it for the first time and know all the things that are coming and all the character development and the people and the demons and the things we're going to see. And it's just been very lovely and very exciting. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, it's very helpful if you leave a rating or review. It helps with like the algorithm on Apple. But, you know, only leave me one if it's five stars because otherwise... I will cry and my feelings will be hurt. So if you don't like it, just leave. I appreciate you all so, so much. And we will talk next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.